All right, Ben, are you ready to end this thing? Wait, what? Flags and high fives. This is the last episode. So what? That's it? After this, it's over. Yeah, that's what last means. But I don't want it to be over. All those years? The things we've been through? You're just going to throw all that away. Oh, what the hell is this now? No, I'm not ready for it to end. You're making a big thing about misunderstanding me on purpose, right? To just throw the friendship away like that. I mean... And now you're going to ignore me and keep the bit going, even though we've been over all this. I'm not going to let you do it. Thelma and Louise, Abe and Gandhi, Balky and Cousin Larry, Arvin and Ben, friends to the end. Are you done? Can we start now? Yeah, I'm good. Flags and High Fives. I'm Arvin. And I'm Ben. Thanks for joining us for episode 8. This is it. The last episode of the series. But as we've said several times now, this isn't the end. We're already working on season 2. That's right. It won't be until next year, but we definitely have something in the works. And we don't want to spill the beans, so you'll just have to hang on and wonder. Or you can probably just message us or something. I know I'll likely blab for the smallest possible bribe. Like a high five. Seriously. Yeah, and he'd do it too. But for today, we're still going. We're still doing flags and high fives. So this is our final analysis, looking at what we've learned, and you know what we're going to take with us into the future. It's our last chance to get this whole process right. How did we like to podcast shape our lives? Great question. Let's find out. Here we are at the end of this road. At a corner where, when we go around it, we won't be able to look back anymore. I don't know if that's poetic or overly dramatic. Either way, it's tough to come to an end. Yeah, that's right. But we're not there yet. I mean, we still have the rest of the episode to go. And right about now, we're looking at the entirety of We Like to Podcast, and specifically all the stuff that we've learned about reviewing it in this episode. That may sound a little convoluted, but it should all make sense. What did we learn from We Like to Podcast and looking back on it? Okay, to start off, I'll say what we've been saying this whole series, that we failed huge. We made something that was really fun and that people connected with. It was everything that we would love to have right now, and we let it fall apart, and I completely regret that. I've come to think that we just weren't willing to make the proper commitment. It sucks, but we were going in different directions, and this show wasn't a priority. The workload was growing, and we weren't willing to change, and the industry was moving past the kind of quality we were willing to produce. Yeah, like I said, we hit a spot where it was either dedicate ourselves to the podcast, taking a big risk, or let it go and stay safe. It would have been nice to look back and say that I took that risk, but I really didn't, and I'm still trying to gauge whether I'm actually fine with that. I know I have a good life and I'm proud of, but there's regret, and the older I get, the more conservative I get, so... I don't take risks anymore. And neither of those things are necessarily bad. No. Everyone has regrets, and there isn't much you can do about it but move forward and learn something. Which we've done with this podcast, I hope. I hope so. No, you know what? I really feel like we did. Yeah, me too. I, another big thing that I learned was that people really like to feel like they're part of something. It's not always something that you can force, of course, but 
if you're doing something that you care about, chances are that other people will care too, and there can be a connection there. Right. You talked about that with the stuff that we like and feel strongly about, especially if you get in early. It can feel like you're part of the show or website or whatever. Yeah, the fans of We Like to Podcast had that feeling. They told us with the emails and messages, and they showed it by taking part in the forums and asking to be a part of the map. It's still a surreal thing to think that we had fans. It's a lot of pressure that ultimately we placed on ourselves. And to think that we let those people down still stings. I totally agree. I mean, but we can't keep beating ourselves up over it. They clearly moved on and found better shows to watch. Well, it's our own fault. We don't even have to look very far. We got complacent and let the little things that we didn't want to do slide in favor of doing the fun stuff. Sometimes we didn't do anything at all and just let the work pile up because it started to feel like work. The choices became more real too. Like choosing moderators was choosing people. We had the applications and for the most part, all we had to do was say yes and you could have implemented the stuff that was already in place. But it was real. Like, does that make sense? I'm not sure I follow you. I guess it's that we were just having fun and when it stopped becoming fun and other people were involved, it felt like it wasn't a game. Like it's the difference between school and a real job. One's basically a fantasy land where you can fail and the only real result is having to take the class again. If you fail at work, you get fired. I would definitely agree with that. Especially when bringing more people into the fold. Like, that meant that there would be more people asking us questions, which would then lead to us having to make more decisions. And I bet you anything that some of those decisions would have pissed people off. Well, plus, with more people, there are more opinions and the stakes are higher. I really like writing books because if I don't do something for whatever reason, I'm the one who pays for it. No one else is at risk. Exactly. You have to decide what kind of a hierarchy you're building dictatorship, democracy, or even meritocracy. But you being solo, you don't have to deal with any of that. And I know I've harped on it in every episode, but I really wasn't pulling my weight as it was. With more responsibility, I probably would have sunk. I think there was this middle ground in there somewhere that we could have just done the work and kept things going as they were. Ultimately, we would have run into the same decision, end it or grow it, but we probably could have managed another year or two. Yeah, here, here. We also should have gotten better at listening to our audience. I mean, uh, let me preface that by saying better doesn't always mean doing exactly what they say, but it does mean that we should have talked to them more uh, to better understand them. There were times that we blindly listened to them and it just bit us. Like with the t-shirts. They lied to us. <laughs> Kids lie, man. They do it all the time. My daughter's not even two yet and she lies all the time. I think the key there, though, is figuring out the truth in the lie, like what they're really after. Well, they wanted the t-shirts, but they weren't willing to buy them the way we were selling them. I mean, that could have meant the cost, the ease of purchase, the timing. But to be fair, they took a long time to be made. But that was totally out of our hands. Correct. And on the other hand, though, I'll say this, like they clearly told us we needed moderators, but we dragged our feet and the community suffered completely as a result. So what's the solution? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I think as with most things, ask the right questions, create a dialogue. I, I mean, we could invent a machine to read their minds. That'll help. When all else fails, don't hang yourself out to dry on a single thing that can sink you if it fails. Taking the hit on the t-shirts was tough financially and emotionally. I still have that damn box full in my basement. 
By the way, if you have any interest in getting one for yourself, send me a private message and we can work something out. Just don't tell Arvin. Who are you talking to? The audience. And stop eavesdropping. Part of our issue was that We Like to Podcast was a fun side thing for us that we did when we had time or when we felt like it. That leaves your audience in the lurch a lot. We should have shown them some more respect by trying to build a schedule that we could stick to, or at least being more vocal with them in between episodes. Sure, but that is actually something that we did work on, so concrete proof that we can learn. Now that we've looked at We Like to Podcast, we thought we should look at Flags and High Fives too. This podcast came directly as a result of the failure of We Like to Podcast. So we approached it with an eye on fixing the problems of the past. We did manage to get better in some areas, but ended up with new problems and mistakes. Which we continue to learn from. Hopefully it's all fresh so it'll be easier. We don't mind making mistakes as long as we learn something from them. For me, the most important thing was the schedule. Working on a schedule has been key for me with writing, and it was something we did terribly with We Like to Podcast. I really wanted to give any potential audience a schedule, then stick to it. I mean, we're both extremely busy, so after some trial and error, we gave ourselves just enough time each month to put an episode together. If we had to skip a meeting or weren't as productive for one reason or another, it meant that it was crunch time. There were a few times the final edit of the show was rushed and we didn't have enough time to provide feedback. If I have one major issue with our current process, is that we need more time to critique the episode before it's released. I was a real stickler for the release deadline, almost to a fault. In episode 6, editing the interviews was more than I bargained for. I was right down to the wire and the episode suffered for it. Holding back a day might have been the right choice on that one. Yeah, I would think that we could do 8 monthly episodes without having to screw up the schedule, but I misjudged my time and the decision had to be made. I'm not sure if we made the right call or not, but it's a lesson in time management, giving ourselves a buffer and keeping up the quality. And we'll definitely take that into account for the next season. One thing we did a lot better, though, was building our plan right from the start. Yeah, man, you were really instrumental for this one. Your work with teams and familiarity with project planning really helped. I've actually started using some of it in my own work. Aw, cool, man. I'm glad it worked. It really helps to organize from the start. Building your tasks, and, and like we were talking about setting your schedule, if you're thorough, you'll see that there are a lot more things to do in a project than you expect. But with the plan in place, changing as we went, it wasn't too difficult to manage. It's been a big difference from before until now. Turns out that planning things actually works. Yeah, it's all about playing to our strengths. Find a balance with the workload. I mean, I'm not sure that we managed the workload well, however. I mean, you did way more work than I did. Well, there are lots of reasons it worked out that way. You've got a wife and child and a serious job, and you have to travel a lot for your wife's work, and... I just happen to have more free time, and even when I'm on the job, I can often get some work done. Also, I had reasons to learn the editing beyond the podcast. With a couple new books on the way, I really want to get this recording thing down. True, but like you've been saying with your workload on We Like to Podcast, it doesn't make you feel less guilty or sorry about the fact that you didn't do as much as the other person. Well, sure, but it's not like you didn't do essential work. The episodes become both of ours by the end. And all the stuff you did to build the website, set up distribution, maintain the newsletter, and all the behind-the-scenes stuff is something I would have really struggled with. I mean, I'm sure I could have cracked most of it, but it would take me a lot longer and it would definitely not be at the same caliber. It's, like you said, playing to our strengths. 
Yeah, but I mean, those things come easy to me, so it's me doing the easy things. I mean, anyway, there's a lot of what we managed to do better, but we'll, but we still suck at communication. Our social media presence is just non-existent. I I I can see why companies hire people specifically to manage that. Ugh, it's such a drag to come up with crap to post all the time. We really needed to create more supplemental stuff so we aren't just posting reminders to people that we exist. I'm really bad with that for my own stuff. And what you said about creating supplemental stuff, I think totally makes sense. It's setting yourself up for success by doing the work ahead of time, which is something that you're actually really good at now. Oh, thanks, man. I mean, that's the one thing we definitely have to work on in the future. We'll have to make a list for season two. We'll have our own private retrospective about this whole retrospective, and it'll be great. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> but we'll and but we'll definitely be refining our process as a whole. And you know what we've done in this with this first season is a good place to start. But it will get better. So much better, like all around. I have ideas, but I'm not sure how up to implementing them I am. I may have to take it episode by episode. Sure, but for now, there are simple things we can do. We can get feed more feedback start the editing process earlier so we can spend more time on it and do more social media stuff. I hear you, but I'm such a compartmentalized person. I work on one thing and everything else disappears. I have to get a lot better at my own scheduling. I too would like to experiment with stuff for next season, so you and I will clearly need to go on a retreat after this is all done and just brainstorm over beers and maybe we'll go someplace warm so there's sunshine. I, I, I don't know, I've got ideas. Oh man, that sounds perfect. If we can plan it all out again, leaving some space for that experimentation, we could end up doing some really cool stuff. One thing I would love to experiment with in the next project is how we script our episodes. I think it's essential to planning and ensuring that our ideas are captured, but it really does sound rehearsed and performed. It's a balancing act. Figuring out a way to keep the framework laying out our ideas in a concise and clear way, but loosening things up, becoming more relaxed and more able to nimbly maneuver through all the conversations. Yeah, but nimble is not my forte. I will say, as the guy who did all the editing this time, it was really easy for me to give you feedback and criticism, and you really handled it well. It showed in our later episodes. Aw, thanks, man. I'm really learning to check my ego at the door. Ego has rarely ever helped me, so... Listening to others, especially those that can help me, that's super valuable. Well, it's the only way to ever get better at something. I really didn't want to be too critical, and I didn't want to end up picking on you as if I were doing it right and you weren't. I'm sure I was making my own mistakes. You always pick on me. You're so mean. I'm the but, meanest. But no, you. I mean, as an editor, you have a unique insight because you're listening to the performances over and over. I mean, it allows you to provide the kind of feedback because you know it'll make the next iteration of the show better. That's something that really wasn't present in We Like to Podcast since the show didn't have any cuts and was it was far more freedom. To go back to what we were talking about in the last segment about strengths, I think it's become key that we bring the skills we already have to the table, then augment them with the other things we need for the project. Like with We Like to Podcast, it was all the stuff you knew and you've, stuff you've learned. I've tried to approach flags and high fives in the same way, bringing my writing ability to the scripting and episode building and learning how to do the audio editing to fill in that role. We broke up the tasks based on what we could do and what we could learn, helping each other out when we could. Amen, brother. If you're not learning, you're doing it wrong. I mean, that's what my great-grandfather Augustus Singler used to say. Augustus Singler, eh? 
I mean, my family tree's a little fuzzy. More like a bush? Shrubbery? But seriously, in both of our career aspirations, I mean, mine tech and yours wordy word things, I don't know quite know <laughs> what you do. Uh, but there's, I mean, one thing we can be certain of is there's no room for mediocrity. It, it's sharks that die if they stop moving, right? Because we have to be like that. Always moving forward, learning, and getting better. Another side effect of that is gleaning a bit of each other's skills, but also having the other person to rely on when we're working on our own thing. I'd never presume that you could just drop everything and help me build a website, but I learned a lot about how to visually design one from what you've built with We Like to Podcast and Flags and High Fives. I can use that, and I'm sure I can get your help on the little things when I run into a dead end. Yeah, the feeling is completely mutual. I'm continuously impressed with the skills that you've acquired over the years, and I know that I can reach out to you if I want my writing toward to shreds. Even if spelling isn't one of those skills. We've done a little ego stroking, but it's all true stuff, and it's the kind of insight you get making things together. Which is why we'll continue to make things, because you, we challenge each other to do better. Also, you know how to show a, good, a guy a good time, so I like having you around. It really is fun and rewarding and exhausting, but due to the extra workload and not the partnership, mostly. So with that in mind, I think we can do better. We can be smarter about how we spend our time. We can do more work ahead of time. We can delegate, communicate, Colgate, Colate, whatever it is that we can do better. I expect no less than from us moving forward. We take the skills we've learned and all the wisdom we gleaned over the process of looking back and apply it to the next thing and learn some more. We had a lot of regrets to get over, and I'm starting to realize those old adages are true. There's always time until there isn't. It's funny how that adage is simultaneously solace for regret and a kick in the butt to get you motivated. Yeah, all the best ones do double duty. I'm starting to get really pumped about season two after all this reflection. Me too. I'll buy the beer and the post-its. Hooray! Now that we're at the end, what have we learned? I'm going to ask you, Arvin, what did you like and dislike with We Like to Podcast and Flags and High Fives? Oh, so we got both on this one. We're doing both. Um, okay. I think what I like about Flags and High Fives is what I dislike about We Like to Podcast. Ooh. Yeah. So we have zero boundaries in what we can do with Flags and High Fives. It's an open forum and we can turn it into whatever we like regardless of how much romanticizing we do about related to podcast and what it might have been, it was still just a video game show dedicated to a now 10 year old console. I think flags and high fives has the potential to be something new all the time. Yeah, man, that's one of those things where it's really tough to always come up with something to talk about when you don't have a specific theme, but it's also super limiting when you're stuck to one theme. Yeah, and I really don't know how far we could have taken it in in that format. Well, I mean, it, really, we said it in the previous bits of this show. It, there, we would have come to a point where something would have had to change. 100%. Okay, man, your turn. What is it that you dislike and dislike about We Like to Podcast and Flags and High Fives? Well, We Like to Podcast was a mess made by kids, but it was fun, entertaining, and relaxed. It had elements that Flags and High Fives desperately needs for the next season. And in the same way, the adults making Flags and High Fives were able to take the failure of We Like to Podcast and use it as a tool to learn and make a better podcast. 
And now we have to find a way to mix the best parts of both. Dude, this is actually the first time I'm hearing you say this. And it is so insightful. Well, I mean, it's kind of what we've been saying this whole time. <laughs> well, yeah, but I I don't know. I don't know. Something about it just, just stuck with me. I think you are 100% right. All right. Thanks, man. Um, okay, moving forward. Is there one thing that stuck with you or that you've learned or anything that influences your life now with both entire podcasts? Bo- all, all of it. Just all of it. The what's, whole thing. What's, <laughs> just take it all in and, and spurt out some, some wisdom. Um, okay. I had no idea how it would feel making these episodes, talking about something from the past. I think it did what I wanted it to do. I finally closed one door, but I think we're, I'm also opening another one. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that's what closure is. Like be it with grief or regret, anything like that. It's the idea that you can move past something and see something better on the other side of it. Oh, preach it, brother. Yeah, we're, we're spouting all kinds of wisdom right now. I'll tell you, man, that, that We Like to Podcast has been a cloud hanging over both of our heads, and I really feel like doing this has excised it. it I think so. It's, uh, no matter how, like, I always put on a brave face. I'm like, oh, yeah, it was just this thing that we did, but, like, went to you, and really, maybe my wife was the only other one. They're, you're the ones that know the truth about how much I, how much regret I feel felt about this show dude i am i'm forever telling other other people like oh yeah that podcast i did and they're just like oh yeah podcast everyone has a podcast but like seriously we were doing something when it wasn't really common and it was a big deal like we had huge (laughs) followers and then and then we do another retrospective Uh, but you know you're absolutely and let's do it all right from start you're right but i think we can i think we've excised those demons But I want to hear what you have to say. Is there one thing that stuck with you that you learned about the whole kit and caboodle? What influences your life now? Um, Well, we could have lived in the past if we liked a podcast and not moved on. But it's better to be less successful and keep going forward. For both podcasts, it was like we were just getting started and just getting the hang of it when we reached the end. We liked a podcast ended because we weren't willing to take it more seriously And season one has ended because we don't have that much more to say about We Like to Podcast. But at least this time, we have season two to move on to. And we can figure out what what it's all going to be. That is perfect. Because that's exactly what it is. That's what we want with this show now. Is that everything is going to be new. Yeah, man. It's I really feel like this is what the end of We Like to Podcast needed was like... Now we have something else to immediately move on to. All right. So that so we did this. We did it. We we we, we did recorded it. our last episode of this season of we like of flags and high fives. Almost. You almost I almost did it. did it. It's so funny. That's, that's a dollar in the jar. We should start a jar for that. We we should. We'd be rich. But it's our own money. Yeah, but <laughs> We wouldn't notice it's gone or something. I don't know how. All right, I'll steal from my daughter's piggy bank. That's what I'll do. Sounds good to me. All right, Ben. All right, Arvin. We'll see you in season two. I'll see you then. We have no idea what we're doing, do we?
No, no idea, but that sounded good. I like that. Make sure to go to the website, flagsandhighfives.com. Check out Arvin's website at arvinsingla.com. And definitely go to my website at benvandongan.com. There you can find the link to my book. Also, my new book, All These Crooked Streets, will be available on November 4th. Join the mailing list and follow the Facebook page to get all the details on Season 2. We failed to get a real sponsor for Flags and High Fives, but to be fair, we didn't really try. This one's sponsored by you, the people who actually listen to this thing. Thanks to Extends with a Z for the theme song, all the We Like to Podcast fans, and a special thanks to Ben for being my friend, best man, and hetero life mate. Hey, thanks for throwing me under the bus. Do you want to take a moment to thank me? Not anymore. more.